balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That way. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick Nah. I'm your host with the most to this on that Northwest Coast, your boy, MSG. And of course, my bro who's lighting it up, yo. And it's <laughs> he's living in this hot place that's making his hair go frizzy and fro. He's not a uh, guy who's from the South. He's from Jersey, y'all. A Jackson. What's happening, brother? Oh, we scratched it, DJ. Finally got on the air here, man. Like, <laughs> woo, we made it. For those who are now joining us. On our YouTube page, watching the recording, as as you can see there, Scoop continues to hack <laughs> up a lung. We uh, attempted to record multiple times at the beginning. Uh, and, uh, let's just say we now have about five minutes worth of bloopers. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can deliver some funny content to you, or at least review what we believe to be a funny episode. And that is Season 2, Episode 10, Chicken Pox. And it was also, this is also our 24th episode. Dude, we're almost at 25 episodes. We're going to do something special for the 25? No, only 25. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something special for our one year, I think, when we get to the 52nd. That seems to be the perfect idea to do that. Which will be like the January 1st episode of next year, right? That's when we debut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you guys, of course, if you haven't checked out the litany of other episodes, maybe this is your first time watching on YouTube because the last couple episodes have been, I think, one of the top South Park episodes of their seasons. We're starting to get into their good flow, right? Because you had Summer Sucks, ch uh, Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls, Fuck. Chicken Pox, and now – and then next week we've got Roger Ebert should stay off the fatty foods. <laughs> we're gonna have, we've got a guest coming up for that. So – like yeah, oh yeah, yeah we got just um, over there. Um, so, like, there's a little, they had they hit their stride at this point here in the season with some really good comedy, and I think they continue to deliver even in this episode of Chicken Pox, and it related. Everybody can relate to getting Chicken Pox, which I think that's why this episode remains one of those South Park historical episodes. That you can think back on fondly because as an adult at the time they were able to identify it, and as an adult now we're able to identify it. So the sentiment of the chicken pox and the experience itself stands the test of time. Would you agree or disagree to that? Oh yeah, I agree. All right. Well, chicken pox, of course, is the tenth episode of the second season of the American animated television series. South Park, the 23rd episode overall. It originally aired on Comedy Central in the United States on August 26, 1998. Now, Shelly, 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 stupid nerd, stupid turd. Turds. Shelly gets chicken pox, and she's rushed to the hospital. <laughs> now, since she's only 12 years old, the disease has a short but very risky effect on her health. 
However, she's told her that if she was older, she would have been under more critical condition. Now, after this notion is found out by Randy and Sharon, they discover how disease, how, you know, how dangerous this disease is, and that they, uh, you know, maybe they should get in contact with the other parents and they should kind of decide how to tackle this disease at a young age. Now, we talked about this before we went on the air, dude, and a little bit, but we didn't really get too much into it because we wanted to save it for right now. Try to give you that right. content off the top of our head. Chicken pox. It, it continues to be this uh, young adolescent nature of a skin disorder that kids and hopefully not you when you get older go through adults. Um, you know, if you've never had uh, chicken pox, it is kind of made fun of in this regard. That is a quote unquote form of herpes. Um, <laughs> but it, it also is, I believe more of just like, um, like, a, like a skin disorder. Right. I mean, so scoop, you were talking, you said you had, you knew about the chicken pox disease that you knew people in your family, you understood the like effects of it and how to get it and the critical necessary, you know, medical conditions that it causes, correct? Correct. All right. So when I was younger, they didn't have the vaccine yet, I don't think. I'm not sure. Because I still got it. I went through it. Well, oh, I, I was saying, is that why? Like, I didn't know there was a vaccine for it. That's why. Yeah, now they have, um, Marley has the vaccine. Oh. Which I have, I don't know, kind of a weird view on. Because it's like. Wouldn't it be better if we just got chicken pox and kept the immunity up instead of vaccining it? I don't know. Because, I mean, doesn't like chicken pox and shingles kind of like the same thing? So if you have an immunity to chicken pox, you should have more of uh, like an immunity to shingles too, right? I would believe so. Like they say that, I mean, we're in our 30s, so they say that we should get like the shingle shot right at some point like we'll probably mm -hmm. have to get it within the next 10 to 15 years to prevent getting shingles when we're older uh but that's confusing because if i had chicken pox like yourself as a child i remember the itching it sucked mm -hmm. why would i be in jeopardy of acquiring that i don't even know what what, what do you classify chicken pox as is it a disease is it mm -hmm. disorder it, there, it's um, it's classified as a disease. Chickenpox, also known as varicella, is a highly contagious disease caused by the initial infection with the varicella zoster virus. This disease results in characteristics such as skin rash that forms small itchy blisters, blisters which usually, which eventually scab over. Uh, uh, yeah, that's quite disgusting. But yes, we've gone through the chicken pox. So I guess it's a disease. So it's a disease that you acquire and it goes away, but it can reappear again in the form of shingles at a later time. Is that the overall data in which you're saying you've gathered? Okay. Well, you, I mean, I wasn't like yourself, you know, vaccinated, you know, and we talked about it. Well, let's get into it right now because was, what happens is the parents get together in this episode which is kind of shady, which is, and like the, then later on, the doctor reacts to it perfectly. And I asked my, my nurse friend and she said, that's exactly probably what would happen. Like, wow, really? Wow. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would walk away because like, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do because it's, it's not something to sneeze at. Like if you do nothing and just, you know, oh, it's just a chicken pox. You should get it. It's fine. No, it's not. Because if you have a jeopardized immune in, immunity in any way, like what happens to Stan, it can just spread and cause multiple problems. Yeah, so as you mentioned there, the parents decide that the boy should get the disease while they're young. So they have like a party. They're all sitting down around the table. And they're all discussing it. And they get to the uh, idea. They're like, wait a minute. the You know, the McCormick's kid, Kenny has the chicken pox we should send the boys over there for a sleepover so that way they can all get the chicken pox together 
And then the doctor said that it's much worse as you get older. My daughter is in pretty bad shape now, but if she were in her 20s, she could die. My God, I never knew chicken pox was such a dangerous illness. I guess it's much better to get it when you're young. So tell me if I'm crazy, but I started thinking that we should intentionally have our boys play with a child who has the chicken pox. Let them get it now while they're young. That's not crazy at all, Sharon. Mothers do it all the time. Oh, yes. When I was a child, my mother had me go over to a little girl's house who had the chicken pox just so I would get it. They have the boys come in, and they're all telling them, hey, boys, you're going to go over to like, your friend Kenny's house. And Cartman's like, what? I don't want to go over to it. Kenny's had to pull it. <laughs> so, you know, basically, they don't want to go to Kenny's house and spend the night. And more importantly, it's kind of shady, as you mentioned. The parents sit down. They're like, how can we get them together to get the uh, the chicken box? Now, for Shelly and Stan to maybe get that together in their own family, if Mrs. Marsh wanted to make that choice, I think there's an argument there to be made because that's her kids. And you're like, fuck it, let's just get it over with. But for them to go out and publicize it and get other people around, I think it's very questionable. That that's of my opinion, and right here it says the vaccine was in Japan in 1995, or or it was licensed. It was first licensed in the United States in 1995. Now this came out in what 97, 98, August of 98. Yep, August 26th. They should have like the instead of them scheming together and getting their children stupid sick, they could have <laughs> just got vaccines. Well, I think you also have to think about the era and the area in the rural town of South Park. I guess you have to take that into consideration. They, they do live in a back hick bottom town, right? Mm-hmm. Going down to South Park, going to have myself time. Friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptations. So, you know, really d- d- dive deep into the uh, humble folks without temptations. Humble folks without temptations who are just relaxing. So, as we mentioned, they're like, okay, let's send them over there. So, Kenny gets chicken pox. Parents use it as an opportunity to have the other boys get it as well. Aware of how contagious diseases, they arrange this sleepover at Kenny's house as Kenny has the chicken pox and force the other boys to attend. So, Stan, Kyle, and Cartman spend the night. They're all walking over there. They're like, why do you think our parents want us to go to Kenny's house? I don't know. And they, you know, they walk across the train track. And as they're walking across the train track, Cartman starts singing like one of my favorite songs. In the ghetto! In the ghetto! In the ghetto! On the cold and gray Chicago morning, another little baby child is born in the ghetto! In the ghetto! Um, so it was hilarious. They, they get there. They are, Mr. McCormick opens the door and he's like, what are you doing here? And oh, we're here to sleep over. He's like, you know Kenny's sick, right? And then all of a sudden you hear Kenny's mom in the background yell, that's the whole point, you idiot! They're supposed to get sick! And the boys are like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? So he invites them in, and then she yells out to them, "Um, Kenny, your friends are over here, and this is a what would Kenny say moment, but we're going to save it. Kenny basically you know, responds, and then he comes in, he's like, hey guys, how's it going? And uh, <laughs> Carmen at one point is like, where's the Super Nintendo? Where's the Nintendo? <laughs> where is the Nintendo? We don't have a Nintendo. We got a ColecoVision plugged into the black and white TV. Oh my god, this is like a third world country. <laughs> and Mr. McCormick's like, uh, we don't got Nintendo. We, 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 got, we got a ColecoVision. Uh, bro, I mean, I don't want to go on a diatribe here about a ColecoVision, but do you know anything about the ColecoVision itself? It's um, kind of like a competitor for Atari, I believe, wasn't it? So the ColecoVision itself, it came out in 1982 as well. So August of 82, oddly enough. But yes, it was the competitor to the Atari 2600 and the Atari 5200. Um, the initial catalog of 12 games included Nintendo's Donkey Kong as the pack-in cartridge, Sega's Zaxxon, and some lesser-known arcade titles that they found a larger audience on the console, such as Ladybug, Cosmic Adventure, and Venture. Approximately 145 titles in total were published as ROM cartridges for the system between 1982 and 1984. It also released a series of hardware add-ons and special controllers that we've seen there. 
<laughs> for capability <laughs> console. The ColecoVision was discontinued in 1985 when Coleco drew, withdrew from the hardware market. Uh, interestingly enough, though, it was running on a NTC uh, ColecoVision console is a first-party cartridge, and most third-party software titles feature a 12.7-second pause before presenting the game select screen. And uh, CBS All Electronics reduced this pause in the BIOS to 3.3 seconds for their PAL. So it means that in the uh, American uh, startup screen, it took about 12 seconds. But in the UK, they got it down to about three. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But and um, <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, the ColecoVision was really cool. Uh, my grandpa had one, actually. No, he had a Atari yeah. too. Dude, these things were cool. Like you can make a, you can put attachments on them. I remember the little joystick and the little controllers. I didn't, I never understood how to play it. I always played Atari because it was much simpler. Because I had the joystick and the button, and that was it. So, what you can credit ColecoVision is the fact that it actually brought current generation arcade content into the home because at the time even in the 80s the processors and chips still wasn't like what it was when it started to hit the early 90s you know what i mean how it got really fame really big and that's what led to the in-home console revolution because you'd go to the arcade play these games and be like man i want to play this at my house right they did that during the early 80s here so they were able to bring home some of these accurate games onto their system but that thing like i said it was a brick thing was huge Bigger than the Atari like, 2600. It was like... Go back and watch massive. it. Just go back and watch an angry video game nerd on it, and you'll see how big it is. He does a really good job of showing the parameters of how big it is and all the attachments it takes it took to like hook everything up. Yeah, a lot. Moving on. ColecoVision. So now they're in the house. <laughs> we, go, we went on a diatribe there, talking about gaming. Uh, so we're in the house... They're hanging out. They're, they're about to have dinner. Kind of like, is it, will it be? What type of, uh, what does he say, side dishes? Or? What kind of side dishes will we be enjoying this evening with our frozen waffles? Am I to understand there will be no side dishes? No, no what? what I know you're morning, another little baby child is born. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> Stan's like, shut up, Cartman. <laughs> And then I think that's when Cartman said something along the lines of what type of side dishes will be with presented with our waffles. <laughs> and they all kind of look at him. There won't be any. Uh, okay. I am just assuming there will be no side dishes. <laughs> uh, and then like you hear Kenny's dad kind of like show his true colors here. He's a very bitter old alcoholic man who never really strived. For any sort of success. So because of that, he kind of resents the people maybe around him he grew up with. Is that a good analysis? I don't want to go too in-depth. We'll save uh, an in-depth analysis on him for a further Patreon episode next year. But what do you think as far as his, I don't know, demeanor here is in this whole episode? He basically, like, says it himself. You know, his dad went off to college uh, you know, Kyle's dad went off to college where he didn't. He went nowhere. And, like, his mom, uh, Kenny's mom even says it because you're a drunk alcoholic loser. <laughs> so that's basically what it is. You know, he was a drunk alcohol alcoholic loser that went nowhere back in high school slash college age. And Kyle's dad went to college and became a lawyer. Whoa, that was cool. <laughs> I'm wearing my Mac shirt from uh, Say by the Bell. Mm. Zach Morris is trash. Dang, Maggie. Catch the dragon. Catch the dragon. Anyway. Uh, so, dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and Dragon Balls. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, uh, Stuart McCormack is a alcoholic drunk who didn't really aspire for greater pastures. He was content right. with working at the local pizza shop. He didn't mm -hmm. want to he didn't want to seek further education, whether it be through trade, technical school or community college. That's all Gerald went to. He just went to community college, too. He got pro Gerald got promoted to manager and then went off to college and Stuart didn't. He's. Be, kept being a pizza boy. Kept being a pizza boy. 
<laughs> down the pizza. That's what happened. You know, your dad and I used to be best friends when we were teenagers. We would work together at Pizza Shack. But he got promoted, went off to community college, and I didn't. And you know why? Because your dad's Jewish. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, he, he, I mean, even then, though, he didn't really try and, like I said, go anywhere. Like, I think even as my own life and I look through my own self and your life, too, like, we went back to school for different things because we were, we weren't happy with what we were doing. You've gone back to school multiple times. So, like, like, it's always just trying to better yourself and educate yourself if you can, if one thing is not leading you down a successful road. So. I think that he, as a character himself, I think is almost a modern day representation of someone who believes maybe something should have been handed to him or that they didn't get the the necessary help they believe or the necessary foundation they believe to be successful. Because he's like, Gerald, you had a silver spoon in your mouth, but really he only went to community college. Because you're a Jew. <laughs> I hear that, brother. I hear that, brother. I hear that. <laughs> oh, it was funny. But yeah, no, I mean, he only went to community college. So it's not like. I, I like went, you know, to Harvard or you know, something. But yeah. apparently they make him out to be that way because he's like with a town lawyer or something. So like. I mean, come on. It's South Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess he is the Harvard there. He went to community college. God damn, he went the whole way. God damn. So in this episode of the, as we mentioned, you know, now the boys are, you know, they're hanging out in the room with Kenny. All right, and now we'll go ahead since we're gonna get we've gotten to the second part of that. Let's get into what did Kenny, Kenny say? say? Right. So in this first Lord. part. Uh, in this first part, Mrs. McCormack says, Kenny, your little friends are here. Come play with them. And Kenny says, no, Mom, I'm seriously sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all laying down. They're about to go to sleep, right? And Stan's like, come on, dude. Let's just go to sleep and get this over with. So they lay out their sleeping bags, and they both have Terrence and Philip. That means Stan and Kyle. And then Cartman's got a, a Steve Urkel sleeping <laughs> What is sweet. Hey, baby. And they're all laying down, and then Stan says, or Carmen says, dude, seriously, you better stop being so poor, or else I'm going to huck rocks at you. <laughs> dude, seriously, you better stop being so poor, or else I'm going to start hucking rocks at you. Well, like, it was like he did it more, it's like a more of a new, I was like, dude, seriously, you better stop being so poor, or else I'm going And then Stan's like, I don't think it's very healthy to sleep with rats because there's apparently a rat in the room. And then Kenny's like, well, there's going to be a bunch of rats until they put the freaking ceiling in. And Stan's like, oh. And if you read that back now, that's kind of sad. That is very sad. And then, like, later on in this this, uh, episode, we progress to Gerald and Stuart fishing. And we learn even more about this house. (laughs) <laughs> so here so here's what happens guys after the boys sleep over at king's house the very next day <laughs> stan and kyle i'm sorry stan and carmen they get chicken pox right away they get sick they get sick meanwhile kyle does not and initially you know sheila's not happy she's not thrilled and this is where we start to see the true diabolical manipulative nature of sheila broflowski she's a horrible person so yeah she's very manipulative she's the one that's setting this whole thing up and then she moves into phase two because kyle doesn't get chicken walk that's a wonderful thing great i mean he's got a good immune system built up 
to not get this chicken pox disease right away. And maybe even more over time, he may be susceptible to shingles or whatnot. But as long as he leaves a healthy lifestyle, he's going to be fine because his body has built up the uh, microorganisms to uh, fight off the quote unquote disease. Right. Am I wrong? Um, Or he got it and he just wasn't showing symptoms until later. Which is much more, which is more severe and dangerous because what my nurse friend was saying is if you don't, that happens, you won't show, like he probably had like a fever. They didn't know. He was probably like really sick, but just, you know, didn't notice as like kids do, you know, there's been times where Marley's had 102 fever and she's just like, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of weird as far as, you know, the idea of trying. Now, after the first night, like, you tried once. If he didn't get chicken pox, fuck it. He didn't get chicken pox. You tried, right? right. But no, she decides to take this further. She's going to have Kyle spend the night again, and they're going to play one of the most disgusting games <laughs> in South Park. Dude, I was watching this episode, and I almost so gagged a little funny, bit in my though. mouth. I gag every time I think about no, it. It wasn't the first one. It was the second one when you heard the... <laughs> and then you hear Kyle catch... Oh, oh, I can't catch it in my mouth! Exactly. That's what I was saying. That's the point when you're like... Mom, oh, it's impossible oh. to say ookie mouth and have him spit down my throat at the same time. Keep Just trying, keep boobie! Keep trying, boobie! <sighs> so let me, well, let's explain it to the audience here. Because <laughs> it's nasty. So she comes up with this disgusting game to try and get them to spread the chicken pox at Ian, Kenny, and Kyle for to see if Kenny can spit in Kyle's mouth. Ugh. Ugh. Catch the and spit. say "ookie mouth" at the same time. No, oh, he's got to try and not swallow. Oh, not swallow it. Why he I've got a great game for you. It's called "ookie mouth." What's ookie mouth? First, you let Kenny spit in your mouth. Then you try to swallow his spit and say ookie mouth at the same time. Sick, dude. No, no, Bubby. It's loads of fun. Try it. Ookie mouth at the same time. Oh, oh it's disgusting to think about. Um, my coffee almost just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so that's the game. And Kyle's like, I can't say it. I can't get it. Keep trying. It's nasty. Gross! I can't do it, Ma! Try again, Bubby! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Goddamn. While that's, while that's going on, Sheila explains to Mrs. McCormack while she's there for her visit that Stuart and uh, Gerald, or no, I guess it was, what's what's Kenny's mom's name? I don't even know what her, what her name is. Whatever. Mrs. McCormack explains to Sheila that they used to be friends. When they were in high school, as we talked about, you know, working at the pizza parlor and whatnot, and she was all shocked by it. We should get them together, and they should hang out again, and blah 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 blah. Here's another form of manipulation. Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. Another form of manipulation. She arranges for them to go on a fishing trip. We find out later. Let's just jump in. They go on this fishing trip, and they're all. At first, it's all chill. Like you know, it's not too bad. They're hanging out. They're driving. Gerald's excited to be in the weekend. This is where strike one or it starts to go downhill. And Gerald's like, ah, don't you just love that fresh air on a morning Saturday? Don't you just love weekends? And Stuart's like, every day is the same when you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stuart, you little bitch. And that's true, though. It's sad. It is. But it's sad. However, they then get to the fishing pond, and you know they're. He tries to offer him a beer. Stuart tries to take a give him a beer. The nice thing that Gerald could have done was take that beer, and then maybe even offer one of his beer. Yeah, dude, can I try one? You want to try one of my beers? Right. Bill like... <sighs> take People that do that type of Take the man's beer. Right. When a man offers you a beer. You take the man's goddamn beer. Unless you don't drink beer, but then you probably wouldn't be in that situation where someone drinks it. Exactly. If you didn't drink beer, I'm not going to offer you a goddamn beer. I'll offer you a Sprite or a vodka and tonic. Well, actually, you know, most cowboys would be like, you don't want a beer? Get the hell out. 
No, well, I was going to say it's either you don't want a bear, you want a bump, and then you have to decide whether you're staying at this party or not. Yes. Right, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. He was worried right? about you for a second. He meant Coke, right? Yeah, hell yeah, man, Coke. <laughs> hell yeah, he man, Coke. Yeah, methane. What you want? I'm like, damn, Texas A&M is crazy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's on and- tour. I'm tour to that area. I was like, God damn, college town, all right. Uh, so anyway, back to the story here. They're they're fishing, and you know, even Gerald's like, I went out and I had to buy a fishing rod, and I had to buy it. He looks at this, whatever. He's like, uh, 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 Stewart's like a tackle box, tackle box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tackle box. So funny enough, they're fishing, and that's when you know Stewart's like, or no, Gerald brings up, he's like, remember that time we built that old uh, shack or that old whatever he said in your so backyard? About. Remember that time we built the fort in your mom's backyard? <laughs> yeah, it took us damn dare two years to finish it. <laughs> whatever happened to that old hunk of junk? <laughs> That's where I live now. Oh, right. Right, in your backyard and uh, he, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> took us damn near two years to build it. And he's like, <laughs> like uh, whatever happened, that old hunk of junk. And he, Stuart's like, that's my home. It's my home now. <laughs> that's sad. That's so sad. The way that they treat the McCormicks is just Jesus. Well, I mean, it's their own fault, though, right? Right. But then it's also it's also the mom's fault. Why doesn't she go out and get a better job and try to improve the family? Because she's was stupid. Because she's stupid and she does drugs too. So, yep. So she's got nobody to blame but herself as well. So like, that's the whole kind of uh, I guess underlying sadness and tone to them as a family. Because <laughs> you feel bad for the kids. You, feel, you know, Kenny. You're like, oh, Kenny, don't even have yeah. a phone. You can't call Uber. You can't rent a scooter and go trick or treating. <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes I forget that he's got siblings, and then oh, 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 that one's mine. That's mine. I go. You know, let me die That's what happened, though. We, I guess, we failed. It's kind of a stupid point in the show, but they're at the dinner table when they're all eating at the sleepover, and they're making egos, and he's, the ego pops up. He's like, oh, "That's mine. <laughs> That's mine." Now, now, Bradley, we don't have enough food to share with everybody, so you're gonna have to split it with your brother. <laughs> Carmen's like, "Ah, yeah, oh, fucking Jesus!" And then, like, he's like, "We don't cuss at this table. We don't cuss at this table, young man." So we forgot about that part. But now. At Kyle, at Kenny's house, Kyle, as we mentioned, he's forced to do those unusual things. Uh, he runs away before Sheila can explain even more. Uh, after the sleepover, Stan and Cartman come down with a chicken pox while Kyle's remained healthy. And then Gerald and Stuart, as we mentioned, went on that fishing trip. So now that's kind of where we're at. Kind of little side little stories there. Now, the boys eventually are going to find out that this whole thing is a setup. To conclude, though, Gerald and Stewart's storyline, they get into a fight because of that comment he made about his house or whatever about him. Or he goes, you you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You went off the community. Garden. Hey, I busted my ass. I, I, I busted everything I, I worked for, uh, says Gerald. Right. And he's right. And then, uh, you know, he's like, I wanted to be somebody. You, you're just upset because you're a. An alcoholic drunk like your old man. And then that's when Stuart punches him. <laughs> he, goes, right. he goes, now don't make me do that again. And then he just does it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of beats the crap Kind of beats the crap out of Gerald. So now Gerald's pissed. He leaves. And at this point, what's going on is Kyle is still chicken pock free. While Stan gets sick, right, and he has to go to the hospital and hang out with Shelly now there. Shelly. Shelly. And Cartman's so fucking itchy that he's got to get more calamine lotion. So his mom buys a bunch of calamine lotion, and he fills up his tub, and he's just taking a calamine lotion bath. They mentioned in the show that overusage or overabundance of calamine lotion is not good for you. Is that... Is that true, or did you look no, that up? No, that's not true. It's not okay. true. Okay, I just want to make sure. I've, I've never known that. It's just calamine lotion. Just calamine lotion. Yeah. You might run the risk of, like, maybe a little over-drying or something, but other than that, 
if you just if you do it like that, you'll have to wash off a little bit and then just keep doing it. So So while so Cartman's in the tub and while he's in the tub, uh stands at the hospital trying to get along with his sister battling for the remote on what they're gonna watch. It was some uh Days of Our Lives soap opera or Terrence and Philip with Shelly eventually getting their remote and crushing him. <laughs> <laughs> And then now Kyle, he overhears his mom on the phone talking to Kyle. Figures it out. Figures out. Kyle's like, yeah. I, Kyle's like, I, Kyle's mom's like, she was like, I don't understand it. He still hasn't gotten the chicken pox. And Kyle overhears this whole conversation and finds out that his mom has set him up. And he's like, You've been trying to get me sick. You bitch. Honey, you. I'll call you back, Dr. Schwartz. You. What's Bubba? What is it? You sent us over to Kenny's house on purpose. You wanted us to get sick. Hey, it was for your own good, Kyle. I wanted you to get chicken pox while you were young. Why? So I could be sitting in the hospital waiting to die like Stan? Now, Kyle, come here. You get away from me, you crazy woman. Oh, boy. Yeah, and she's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So now oh, Kyle, Kyle runs away because, like, you know, he's like, fuck this. After he finds out on the phone, he's like, you lied to me. And, you know, you're trying to get me chicken box. So he runs away before Sheila can even explain further. As we mentioned, the Gerald and Stewart's fishing trip goes horribly wrong, and they got into a fight. So then uh, he comes home, and he's like, you defied me too? You lied to me too? Because she tells him, or I guess what really happens is he's, he walks to the door and says, why would you? he would invite me on a fishing trip and then be an asshole to me? <laughs> she's like well i kind of set that up and he's like oh you lied to me you defied me just like you defied our son about the chicken pox and she's like i'm doing my best stupid like, sheila fuck off fuck, fuck you off. Oh, i'm angry fuck off i got work to do i don't like sheila. anyway oh i got a little amped up there sorry yeah, I got a little excited. So Kyle finds us out. He's pissed. He's like, oh, okay, you know what? We got to get her back. So he goes, <laughs> he goes to tell Stan. Stan leaves the hospital. Stan's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'll be fine. It's just chicken pox. So they go find Chef <laughs> with Kenny. And they're like, uh, Chef's watching this. Uh, well, meanwhile, the whole there's a background episode going on. This Terrence and Philip. Uh, like, uh, uh, like, uh, ass, uh, like transplant between the two. <laughs> like, Terrence, your ass is collapsing. What? What does that mean? It means your ass is collapsing. I'm going to donate half my ass to you. <laughs> so that's going on. So Chef's like watching it. And he's like, he hears a doorbell ring. The boys are like, damn it, boys. What are you doing? Don't you know? Philip's about to get his ass or, in surgery or whatever. Terrence Phillips on. And they're like, well, dude, we just wanted to ask you a question. He's like, we want to ask you for some advice. And they ask about getting revenge on their parents. And they... Damn it! Children, what are you doing here? Terrence and Philip are about to go into surgery. Chef, we want to know about herpes. What makes you think I would know anything about that? I don't know. You're just the only grown-up we trust. How does someone get herpes? Well, you get it by sharing a relationship with somebody who already has it. You have to be very careful around someone who has herpes. Do you know anybody with herpes? Well, there's old Frida down on Main Street. She has a mouthful of herpes. You need to stay away from her. But what if we want to give somebody herpes? Oh, then Frida's the right person to go to. Cool. Thanks, Chef. Okay. Wait a minute. What the hell did I just do? All right, then. And he walked in there. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what did I just do? What the hell did I just say? <laughs> what the hell did I just say? So now the boys are on a mission. They go talk to Frida, and she's all like, $10 for a low, a lay low, or a lay, or $5 for a B and I, or B and J, or whatever. We'll get to that in some of the underlying tones there and some of the trivia. But the boys talk to Frida and pay her to consummate their parents' things so that they will get back at them, and they'll get sick. So they take her to the house. And they're like all their houses. She's like brushing her teeth, using lipstick. She uses Leanne's underwear on her face. The, and then Kyle finally gets uh, as well the chicken pox in this um, scene, and he faints. So now he's got the chicken pox. Kyle then awakes at Hell's Hospital to find all the other boys, and they're all got chicken pox. 
Hell's Pass Hospital. Hell's Pass I Hospital. get it. Yep. Uh, Stupid. Why don't you explain? What do you mean? Hell's Pass. Hell's Pass? Mm-hmm. It's Hell's Pass. It's, a, it's the pass to hell. It's the pass to hell? I don't know. I, I don't think I get it. I'm stupid. Hell's Pass Hospital. No, that would make sense why Satan always pops up in that area. Maybe it is. There's some sort of, uh, maybe there's some sort of, like, uh, portal under the hospital that they can explore in the future of South Park. Um, so uh, Kyle wakes at Hell's Pass Hospital with the other boys. All of a sudden, the parents walk in there, and the kids are, like, laughing at them, but <laughs> the parents are explaining to them like that they were the ones that gave them chicken pox after Stan kind of calls them out on their bullshit. And they're like, yeah, we did it. We're sorry. And the boys start laughing. They're like, why are you laughing? And they're like, well, we're the ones that gave you herpes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the ones who did this. Yep. And they all laugh over the whole situation. And then all of a sudden, Kenny dies from chicken pox. And then they all laugh. And that's how the episode ends. So wait, wait, don't forget, don't forget, Cartman, how come you didn't in your face, ma'am? Oh, honey, I have them somewhere else. <laughs> sweet. That's right. Yeah, uh, sweet. She's got them in her underwear, obviously. She's got it in her vagina. Her vagina. Vagina. That was the episode, guys. Season two episode... Uh, what did we say? Ten? Yeah. Of Chicken Pox of South Park. So let's kind of get into some good stuff here. I got a lot of underlying tones here to, uh, to kind of go through. There's some good stuff here. Uh, we kind of talked about it. One that being it said that the pox will be harder to cure if contracted as an adult to the point of becoming potentially lethal, even though this is somewhat accurate. A fatality caused by chicken pox is exceedingly rare. Exceedingly which- rare you talked about here uh frida offered ten dollars for a lay and five dollars for a b-nut that's what <laughs> I, I had it written down a b-nut and, and apparently that's a lay is slang for having sex and a b-nut is short for a, a baby nut which is a slang term meaning that a male has ejaculated so profusely that he likely impregnated the woman he's having sex with in his own known why a b-nut would be cheaper though than a lay so i mean, <laughs> I, I figured it was Bust-A-Nut, but okay. A B-Nut. B-Nut. All right. Yeah. Getting a girl pregnant is cheaper than for a lay. Okay. Um, <laughs> a B-Nut. Uh, so, uh, calamine lotion was given to Eric Cartman by his mother. This is a re- in, you know, real-world remedy that we mentioned to the, uh, caused, or, sorry, used to cause, used to help remedy itching caused by chickenpox. Gosh, got tongue-tied there. Stan, Kyle, and Cartman cross a railroad track to Kenny's house, which is kind of like the wrong side of the tracks or the other side of the tracks, which is a common expression referring to, uh, I guess you might say, poverty-stricken type of areas and towns and neighborhoods, less than uh, <laughs> medium. It's running across because there's no one thing she didn't need. It's another little hungry mouth to feed. And you get it. You get it. Did like that this was starting with this episode and every other episode of South Park now completely uncensored on the websites and on Hulu. That's right. This one was uncensored. Yes. That was sick. Those first, you know, 23 episodes, they would be censored no matter what, even on the DVDs. But after this, they stopped being uncensored. I think they were like, okay, well, why don't we just let make them do it? Or we'll put the bar, we'll put the audio afterwards. We'll make two different files, which is not really that hard. That's probably what they were thinking. Like, wait a minute. All you have to do is just add and take away the beep. So why don't we just save it to two different files? I bet you that was probably their thinking. Um, so I'm glad they did that because like, it definitely makes a show more enjoyable when it's uncensored. Now it's moving to uh, HBO here in less than 12 days, Scoop. Uh, we'll, um, hopefully we'll have every episode. I'm hoping that the banned episodes are put up on HBO. Why not? HBO is its own thing. You can do porn on HBO, dude. So I'm hoping they put it up there. Yeah, HBO's is unfiltered. Dude, late night HBO. Softcore porn, baby. It's where I first started fapping to. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Really? HBO? It's not that good. It's not that good. No. I was on that Skinamax. Skinamax, baby. In them bikinis and whatever movie. You know what I'm talking about? Was always <laughs> a, bikinis in paradise. Bikinis in country. Bikinis in this. And you got like 
Nicole Sheridan and or no and like Leslie, whatever her last name was, and Ava Divine and fucking some other Lisa Langdon bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, softcore porn stars, Evan Stone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Showing our age here. Uh, so on the way to Kenny's house, we mentioned that Kyle hopes that Kenny has a Nintendo. Now, at the time this episode aired, the most recent Nintendo video game console would have been the Nintendo 64. 1998. Oh, hey. And the Game Boy, obviously, too. But uh, Now, the chicken pox ma- vaccine, as you mentioned, was already on the schedule for three years when this episode was made. And given how all the children in the South Park managed to contract the chicken pox, it is clear that none of the children, for whatever re- reason, received the vaccine. Well, we can tell you what that reason was. It was because they live in a podunk town. Podunk town. In your town. We mentioned the McCormick's having a ColecoVision. That was a console that came out in the 80s, in 1982. You mentioned, of course, Cartman singing In the Ghetto, which is actually a song written by Mac Davis via 1969, and it was made popular by Elvis Presley. So here are the actual lyrics that Cartman sings, anyway. In the ghetto, on a cold and gray Chicago morning, another little baby child is born in the ghetto. In the ghetto! In the ghetto! And his mama cries because if there's one thing that she don't need is another little hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> so that's great. It's funny to think that's an Elvis Presley song. Yeah, it's, but it's not. It's funny, but it's not. I don't know. There's a, I don't know. Uh, after that, we, we don't know. Uh, as Frida is putting her herpes infected mouth on the parents' belongings, the song I'm a Believer is playing. That I saw her face. And I'm a believer. Not a trace. Yeah, that song. The 1966 version of The Monkees. That's where it was initially started. Of course, it's been multiple covers. What? I think All Star, Smash Mouth, that band did that. The cover yeah. Of that. I'm in love. Uh, so Cartman has a Steve Urkel sleeping bag. Uh, Steve Urkel was a nerdy character, of course, on the sitcom Family Matters, which ran from 1989 to 1998. Urkel, of course, was portrayed by actor Jaleel White, and he would say things along the lines of, uh, Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? And it's actually you. You want to you want to make a real parallel here? I'm gonna blow your mind. I don't know if you've ever put the, the parallels together. Do you know why Eric Cartman really loves Steve Urkel? Why? What's Steve Urkel's catchphrase besides "Did I do that"? Sure. I'm not gonna take this. I'm going home. No catchphrase. Screw you guys. Syncopacity. Syncopacity. I don't even know that's a that's a real word. I'm just making things up. But yeah, I, that's a good parallel. I just drew that character. That's interesting. Right there on the fly. Uh, it 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 of Stan's opinion in 1982. This is now. This is we didn't bring this up. But let's bring this up right now. One of our dislike moments because it bodes well into this. Fuck Mr. Garrison. Children, that's how you tell a prostitute from a policeman. Now, are there any questions? Yes, Kyle. What the hell does that have to do with American history? That's a good question, Kyle. Are there any other questions? Mr. Garrison, I'm the only one here. Everyone else has chicken herpes. Right, right. Uh, well, class, I'm going to sign you all a paper. The theme of the paper will be how I would make America better. What? Does everybody have to do it or just me? Don't worry, Kyle. I'm sending homework to all the children who are out sick. They'll have to turn in a paper, too. He gives them homework while they're all sick because Kyle's the only – he goes to school one day. (laughs) And Mr. Garris is teaching him, and I don't know what he's – I forget what he talks about. And then he goes, Kyle, do you have any questions? Or does there any class in questions? Kyle goes, uh, Mr. Garrison? Uh, yes, Kyle. Uh, what does that have to do with American history? <laughs> uh, any other questions? Uh, Mr. Garrison, I'm the only one here. <laughs> so he makes them all write a paper on – was it how they could make America great again or why America is great or what, what's the great thing about America? It was very funny. I thought that was kind of uh, relevant now um, to what we were at in our stage of – the politics but 
was like, oh, that's interesting. Make America great again, or why America is great. Uh, Any questions? So it's a Stan's opinion that the 1982 television series Knight Rider was the best television show in America. It ran from 1982 to 1986, and it started David uh, Cartman thinks that the Pat Ender, how many is better than America? Because Ender and the Ewoks are part of Star Wars franchise, and that's pretty sweet. Uh, and they first appeared, of course, in Return of the Jedi. Um, let's do a quick Star Wars thing. Yay or nay on the Ewoks? Go. Yay or nay? Uh, you, or dislike the Ewoks? Man, when I first saw him, I was like, why the fuck is Teddy Ruxpin on the screen doing it? Yay or nay? I didn't ask for a question. Just yay or nay? No. 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 Right. They're like little fucked up Teddy Ruxpins. Boom. Okay. Apparently part of Stan's plan... Advanced symptoms of chickenpox makes him think that he is a uh, actor David Duchovny. Around this time, the episode aired the, <laughs> the popular series X Files. <laughs> um, so that's some of the underlying tones, there, guys. Let's fa- wrap up here with our top moments we liked and disliked. Our top like moments. Hey, wait, hold on. Now you got to answer the Ewok question. I did. Okay. I said no, really quick too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. I don't like Ewoks right. either. Sweet. So top moments liked and disliked. Uh, uh, you liked this is your first top like, and this is my disliked Uki Mouth. You're disgusting. Well, it's just it's Fuck. it's funny in the sense that his mom is so diabolical that she gets him to play Uki Mouth. Well, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's the top dislike there. Too. It's so cringy. <clears throat> All right, your second moment here, or my second, my first moment, essentially in the ghetto. Uh, I love that. Like, I, it's just such a cold classic thing of Cartman to sing, and I think I've heard so many people sing that when you talk about like when they're going to a bad area in the ghetto. And the cotton green Chicago morning, and little baby Charlie Brown in the ghetto, in the ghetto. Second top dislike moment, the overgeneralization of chicken pox and also the time lapse of them getting it. Like they, they just get it fast, right. which I remember getting chicken pox as a kid. And I remember being exposed. I think it took about three to five days before I actually got it. Right. Like it wasn't just something that happened. And even then, like I noticed it, like I got it within three to five days. And I got it during the summer because I remember this. It sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked getting it during the summer because then you killed two weeks of your swimming time <laughs> of like playing around, right? And like back then, I grew up in California and I was living in Palm Springs, I think, when I got it. So it was like 100 degrees outside in Palmdale area. So I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go swimming. And like we couldn't, I couldn't go swimming for two weeks, two to three weeks at the YMCA because you can't go there when you got chicken pox. Damn. Um, sucked. But I remember getting the chicken pox and having to stay inside in the air condition. And it takes a while to get over it. But it also the first three to four days, like I think I started to get it, but it wasn't like itchy. And it wasn't until about day four or five, my mom was like, Oh, I think you have the chicken pox. <laughs> so, so I must have got it from somebody, another kid at the YMCA or somewhere else, boys and girls club, or for hanging out with friends. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was exposed to some chicken pox party. As you mentioned, you were exposed to a chicken pox party, correct? Um, I'm not sure. I was I was younger. Like, way younger. I have this nice scar right here from one of my chicken pox. Um, uh, I don't remember it. I was that young. So, I got it when I was either three or four. So, I may have been taken somewhere that was exposed to it. But then again, I had six sisters. So, we all kind of had it at the same times. So, I'm not judging, but would that be a Mormon thing to do to have a chicken pox party? It might be. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure. Maybe back then, before the, um, it could before be the vaccine, so I don't know. I got chicken pox before the vaccine. I'm just messing. It wouldn't be a Mormon thing. It would be like a 60s, 70s, 80s, like everyone did it kind of thing. You know? What right. I mean, it, I mean it, it was pretty It was pretty common, even when I was younger. Uh, I remember when I was in first or second grade, one of the kids had chicken pox. And they're like, if you don't – if you've never had chicken pox and you – like a letter was sent home for parents, like if you want your kid to have it, like here's the kid that has it. I think I'm not I, something weird about if you want the immunity to it because it was like earlier there was kind of like a village mentality now there's no community sense of like in these yeah, neighborhoods when it comes to vaccines or like disease or you know like yeah he was like either either Fuck that! You are not doing to my kid nothing, you motherfucker. You is this motherfucker? 
things. I'm not getting my kid an Elmo doll. He's got nothing coming. Like, people are just so crazy now, right? So, yeah. everybody's want, want, want. Mine, mine, mine. Fuck you, fuck you. Exactly. I can't. No, there's no consideration. No, even when it comes to toilet paper, bro. So, the next. Right? The next top like moment I put here was the McCormick's have a Coleco vision. Thought that was funny. Nice little callback. I also watch a lot of uh, retro gaming stuff on YouTube, so I've watched a lot of Coleco vision. I never had a Coleco vision. I played an Atari. I had an Atari actually. I think I had an Atari the seventy two hundred. Uh, I think we, I found it in a trash can when I was a kid. We um, had. I remember we had the latest version of Atari. Might have been the 2600. I actually might have been the 2600 because it was with the original joystick. Yeah, 2600. Go ahead. Sorry. We had an Atari, a really the the nicer one, the newer one. Oh, and then 15, I remember my yeah, there might the 15, I think. No, 15. Be 5200 or 7800, I think. 7800. 2600, 5200, 7800. Yeah. And then my dad traded in for a Nintendo shortly after, and oh, then I remember. I remember playing Zelda, and then one day before Christmas, I went home, and I wanted to play the Nintendo, and I was like, dude, where's the Nintendo? Oh, uh, I don't know. It, it broke, and I took it somewhere. And then for Christmas, I got that Super Nintendo. And then I was playing my Super Nintendo, and I had this Superman game, which was really dope. And then the same thing happened again. I'm so stupid. I didn't, like, put two and two together. My Super Nintendo disappeared, and then that coming Christmas, I had a Nintendo 64. So my dad constantly traded in, and it's like, dude, we could have had such a gold mine because we had all of those games with well, all back the boxes. Well, didn't know, though. Nice, right? But at the same time, it's like you should have known. And I remember my dad saying when I got my Game well, Boy, too, he was like, you need to take care of this and keep it for a really long time because when you're old, it'll be worth something. Well, but to make that counter-argument, though, your dad also went through the video game crash, right? So he had already seen what had happened to video games and then losing their overall value again. So there probably was definitely a lot of hesitation back then. I mean, let's think about this. 10, 15 years ago when we were in high school, we, you know, 2004 or 2008 period, we could have walked – I'd even say up to 2010. We could have walked into any retro gaming store and bought a uh, NES game for 50 cents to a dollar. Cheap. Now, because of the collection market and the, the YouTube and the collectors and the Twitch channels and all that shit, the spike in value of all these games have gone up. Yeah, dude, I remember when old game, old school games like for Nintendo and shit were basically worthless. Dude, so worthless. Like, I remember people telling me they could walk into a game store and buy like a hundred Nintendo, 400 Nintendo games for a hundred bucks because they were all 50 cents to a dollar. And if you buy two or three, you get one free. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, right. you walk in there and just walk out with a buttload. So, yeah, now, now if you really want to get games on the cheap, cheap, if, what you have to collect is like GameCube. Well, not even GameCube, more like like Xbox. Uh, Wii is pretty cheap. You can get some cheap Wii games there. Of course, the Mario's and the hitters are going to be more expensive, but like you can really start building out your collection now. I think Xbox for sure. If, if anybody wanted to start collecting, go Xbox. You can get a shitload of cheap games, a lot of good games there. 360, yeah. 362. But OG Xbox, that one right there, like you can go back and get Fable 1 and Fable 2, you know what I mean, for like 10 bucks. Yeah, shit. dude, there was some dope ass OG Xbox games. They're on the Game Pass right now, so. I was looking at it. Uh, okay, so we're getting on a diatribe from the Coleco vision here. Top three dislike moment. Kyle not getting sick till the end, you put? Yeah, that was just a little weak, but at the same time, like you can think about it as he was probably already sick, just not showing symptoms. Okay. So that's or that was the most realistic, also, maybe. Maybe. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, there we go. Top liked another one you put Cartman's sleeping bag. This is Steve Urkel. That was, of course, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, top dislike I mentioned, and I think we kind of made our point. Fuck Sheila Broflowski. She's a bitch in this show. Very if we go back a few of our episodes, even like one of mine is, I think even from season one, I learned that I hate Sheila. Right? I would say so. I would say yeah. so. Or was it the, it was the Terrence and Philip cancellation episode? That's it. When they were trying to like cancel Terrence and Philip. That's right. We learned. That's when I learned that I hated Sheila. 
Yeah. She's so fucking stupid. Well, in this one, she cements it for me because she's more because in that one I can give her a pass, like she's trying to be any other parent back then, a helicopter parent. This one's just manipulative. She's manipulative. Trying to get her son a disease, trying to get her uh, trying to deceive her husband. Doesn't even tell her husband, hey, you know what? I think it might be good for you if you mended your relationship. That way you give Gerald another idea of what he's going into and what maybe he has an idea of what to say and not to say. Not just hey out of the blue, hey, somebody wants to hang out with you. Oh, really? Okay, that'd be cool. Like <laughs> dick move there. Uh, dick uh, number, fucking move. Top like number five. Chef tells them how to get the prostitute. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Uh, number five for d- dislike Mr. Garrison giving homework, as we mentioned, while all the kids have chicken pox. Um, and number six, top like the kids giving their parents herpes. Little revenge there. So that's was a little nice. So the question is, after we've gone over our top like, top dislike, what did Kenny say? The whole episode, Skeep. Does this make Skeep's top 20? Yes, it does. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. I would say it makes my top 100. Doesn't make my top 20. No. Next week's episode will, though. I can already tell you that right now. When we review I'm going right? to put this in Scoop's top 50. Ooh, Scoop changed his mind. Well, it's because we have so many, and it's just yeah, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. So, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Another fantastic episode here in Season 2 on our Season 2 review. Suck my balls. Episode number 24 in the books. We'll be back next well, week, episode 25. You asked if we're doing something special. Well, we got a guest. That's kind of special. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and announce now we got Joe Vernola coming on here. Joe Vernola is a pro wrestling promoter based out of Colorado. And he's also a ring announcer as well. Got a background in production editing. So it'll be a fun time here. Joe gave yeah. me my first opportunities uh, to do ring announcing and camera operations in from Arizona when, when I lived out there. So Far out. Looking forward to that. This it'll fun. be fun. He lives in Colorado now. He's a big South Park fan as well. He's already told me he's watched next week's episode already two or three times. He's like, I've watched this episode a couple times already to get prepared. And uh, I am <laughs> far out. I like it. So I'm excited. To visit the plant aisle next week with you. Uh, I, I got a rare bone disease that doesn't allow me to say that. Hey, and uh, 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 I am. I think you got the you got the you got the hippies in his seat. Far out, dude. tripping balls right now, dude. Far out, dude. So check it out. Watch that episode if you want to have a conversation with us beforehand. Send us over your uh, tweets at uh, suck. My balls pod on Twitter or on Instagram. Send us over pictures, messages. Uh, hit us up on the DMs if you want to be part of the conversation. Give us your feedback. You can always shoot us an email at suckmyballspod at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, which our show is are syndicated there on ratsalareview.com, hackerhotme.pondbean.com. But do us a favor. Look up Suck My Balls on all digital media outlets, Spotify, Apple, whatever you use. Please rate, share us, give us a five star review. Just say five stars and just say, hey, Shake My Balls. And I'll know hey, that you love that I love that you like our show. If that's your comment, you just put Suck My Balls, I'll be like, Thank you. Takes okay. a, su- a couple seconds. So please help us out so we can move up those rankings. Otherwise, I'm going to have to pay to advertise us on YouTube. But you can check us out on YouTube every week, just like <laughs> this episode or on audio format. Um, Skeep. Anything else you want to put over? Anything else you'd like to talk about before we go? Shit, man, man. Shit! Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius Guitarist, the Timo Tolki Podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts, 
and the LaughCast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. En junkerred ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig I høje tårn Ting tang ting lu til dig Og ventede ham som til form Ting tang ting lu til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Den næste dag vi hed morgenrød Ting tang ting lu til dig De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lu til dig For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Ting-chang-ting-lu-ti-lai Nu kaster sig fra tårnene Ting-chang-ting-lu-ti-lai Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ting-chang-lu Ting-chang-lu Ting-chang-ting